fa 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 Guys, it's Christmas! I don't even celebrate the holiday, but it's the Radio Drama Revival Christmas Spectacular! Are you flying home to visit family? Save this for the plane ride. Are you staying put? Pour yourself a Tammy Taylor-sized glass of wine and cuddle up on the couch. Are you Jewish, like me, Mishpacha? Serve yourself some hot and sour soup and get you some holiday romantic comedy. We got turkeys. We got elf brides. We've got a movie-length feature and a full-length interview. It's an absolute Christmas smorgasbord of podcast, friends. Because this is Radio Drama Revival. Hey folks, welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the podcast that showcases the diversity and vitality of modern audio fiction. I'm your host, David Reinstrom. I hope you're all having a pleasant holiday season. It's been quite nice for me. I've been making all kinds of friends and eating all kinds of soup, and I figured out how to make my own crackers, which sounds really simple but is actually kind of revelatory. Ask me about it sometime. I'll send you some recipes. Anyway, today we have Deck the Halls with Matrimony, a holiday romantic comedy that begins on Thanksgiving and ends on Christmas. It is a product of Sasquatch Radio, and it came out last year. And as we speak, they've just released the last episode of their second season. They're a production crew out of Los Angeles, and they know what they're doing, let me tell you. I love this thing, and it gave me the warm, squibbly feelings, and I hope you feel the same. We've got some familiar voices here, like Ian McCune from The Bright Sessions, and Keiko Agena from Gilmore Girls, and voices that you'll come to know, like Paula Deming, who plays our heroine, Emma. You'll hear an interview with Paula and series writer and director Ashley Quatch after the feature. For now, sit back, relax, get yourself a hot cocoa, or a mulled wine, or a cold, tall, dark beer, or a mug of hot apple cider, and look out the window and watch the snow. I mean, if where you are has snow. My place doesn't have snow. Thanks, California. Here for your enjoyment and delectation is Deck the Halls with Matrimony. Deck the Halls with Matrimony by Ashley Quatch, a Christmas play. Behind you, on your left, on your right, on your left, door, door. Did you sedate the turkeys? The animal guy said he'll drug them again before he drops them off. I was sure those birds are going to wake up in the middle of the ceremony and start gobbling. Turkey millionaires. Why couldn't they have made their money off a nice, quiet animal? Like what? Doves. Doves are nice. Or rabbits. Well, no one eats those for Thanksgiving. Oh, faster. The wedding party will be here in 20 minutes. Negatory, good buddy. Bride's got cold and cut the photo session short. Five minutes and counting. Stu, couldn't you have stalled? Can't hear you. See you in 10. That's what you get for hiring your doofy jock of an ex-boyfriend? Oh, lay off. It was high school. Who else are we going to get to work through the holidays? If you would just learn Photoshop. Why don't you learn Photoshop? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me... Anal. Perfect. Animal guy. Perfect. Where go? (sighs) The Mayflower has landed. Georgina, you're gorgeous, and you didn't cry once. You were absolutely perfect. Don't start. I'm holding it together by the sheer grace of God. My photographer says he was getting some wonderful candid photos. (laughs) Just so long as he doesn't get me eaten. Can I take this stupid hat off? The buckle is giving me a headache. You skip the hat fit and you live with that tight-ass buckle on your head. (laughs) We've got a holding area for you just off to the right. You can thaw out a little, and we'll get your guest set up before... What was that? Just the waiter setting up. 
Emma? Babes? If you'll just head off to your little sitting area, we'll get your guest settled. What is that? No, 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 no. Go on and get settled. Put your feet up. Pat your face. You, you can unbuckle your hat. Then we'll come fetch you and you can make your big entrance. Oh, I don't. Em's big entrance. <laughs> the turkeys are not sedated. What? They're awake and angry, very angry. Oh, no, no, no. Where is the turkey wrangler? Shh! Get down! Oh! What is that sound? The alpha. Are you okay? Your shoulder... No, no, it's fine. I'll just pop that back in later. Shh! Can you see my tranquilizer gun? What? My trank gun! The little one, she knocked it out of my hand. Which one is the little one? I see it! Crap, oh crap. The big one is sitting on it. Uh, okay, Jackie, get a chair. You, um, sir, can you lift a chair? Nope, nope, oh God, I just made it worse. Stew, stew, stew. What? Ah! 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 They have claws and eyes. Those beady little eyes. The Wrangler is hurt. You have to help him. They know we eat them. Please, no. Oh, we're coming. Jackie, is there something we can use as a net? If we rush them, we could pin the big one against a wall. Then you could... Stu, where are you going? Help us. I just have to go check on the fondue and make sure that it's green. Wuss! Oh, God. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, police! We should call the police! Uh, animal control? No. The groomsmen! Yes, drunk cowboys. Oh. Schedules a wedding for Thanksgiving and doesn't pop for a cable hookup at the reception. Oh, it's what Georgie wanted. You wouldn't really expect your sister to fill a ballroom with big screen TVs, would you? Not fill the room, but one in a corner would be nice. If they can catch a chicken, they can catch these devil birds. Hey, fellas! No! Oh, Lord, it's those ornery birds. It's fine. Under control. Who's got a lasso? Boyd, run the truck and get my shotgun. You can't shoot these turkeys. Georgina's daddy keeps them as pets. Jeez, Cooter. Buckshot's your answer to everything. Have you ever been to a rodeo? Okay, give me that ice bucket. Take off your belt. How many are there? Two. Okay, let me get a look. Turkey Wrangler's in there somewhere. Is he mobile? Probably dead. Oh, there! Is that a trank gun over there? Yep, that's it. Can you make a run for it? Everybody go in quietly. Everybody go in quietly. Everybody go in quietly. Pick up a chair. Pick up a chair. Pick up a chair. Try to box the birds in. Try to box the birds in. Try to box the birds in. Don't kill them. Don't kill them.
Are you okay? Where's the other one? <laughs> oh, God, no! Are they out? Out. Easy, easy. You all right there? Alive. Alive. Couldn't kill me, you feathered incubus. He has lost a lot of blood. I will wreck a terrible vengeance. A terrible, unspeakable vengeance. A flaming black hole will bore itself into your soul to witness my terrible, unspeakable vengeance! Oh, jeez. Why couldn't it have been doves? Time. Uh, 6.37 p.m. We're boned. We can fix this. Get the groomsmen back in here. Wait, staff, get the glass up. Sponge the floor with bread to get the splinters. Jackie, get Stu, make sure the turkey wrangler gets in an ambulance. And get the groom. Stu, Stuart. Birds neutralize, you big frickin' baby. Go to the lobby, keep the guests out. Groomsmen, you're back in. What can I do? We're gonna remake these tables. Get the groomsmen on either side. Come on, boys. Uh, wait, staff, I need five and five. Come on, five on each side. Quick, quick, quick. Oh no, oh no. It's okay, don't panic. Oh, Georgie's gonna have a fit. I paid all that money for the suite with the hot tub and now she's gonna be too mad to play. Georgie doesn't need to know. Go to the holding area and stall. Reminisce about your first date. Tell her in detail about everything you can remember about the day you fell in love. New Year's Eve, right before the ball dropped. She drunk two pitchers of sangria and was singing Jolene on the pool table with a napkin stuck in her hair. That's... Sweet. She's never boring. <laughs> She's definitely not. Now go. Jackie and I have the cloth. As we come down, lift the plates. Ready? Alright, okay, take that place. I got this place. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, watch it. Kimberly, Kimberly, Kimberly. Go! Lift. Got it. <sighs> Missing the tablecloths. Nobody remembers the tablecloth. <clears throat> uh, sorry? Oh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> uh, we've got the turkey wrangler off to the hospital. Turkey wrangler, my foot. $500 deposit, glorified petting zoo manager, assistant manager. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you. I don't know how we could have pulled it off without you. You're a heck of a shot. Oh, uh, yeah, only under pressure. Miss? Emma. Bishop. Emma Bishop, and, and that was Jackie. Patrick, but everyone just calls me Trip. Trip. Well, I, I just, I want to. Just, um, I'll see you later. You know, after kicking speeches? Yeah, later. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's not my laugh. Feathers everywhere, like dinosaurs. And when they charge... She was telling the bridesmaids he tackled the birds. I'm going to smack that gum down his throat. Oh, don't. Stu? Bride looks great. Time to get the first stand. Stop. You made me swallow my gum. You shouldn't have been chewing it. Tell her not to hit me. I barely touched you. Jackie, go check on the musicians. She should have hit you harder. Well... You abandoned us. You had it under control. Homicidal turkeys, Stu. I think only humans can be homicidal. Stuart. Okay, I'm sorry. But look, everything's fine. Everything is always fine. You don't have to use your Fraulein voice on me. <laughs> I am not using... I gotta get to the dance floor. Stop telling the guests about the turkeys. There's a problem with the band. <sighs> Are they on fire? Drummer got his hand caught in the van door. 
door's got wheels in it. Oh, no. It's a Dodge Astro. I see. You can manage without, right? Need it for the count. Unless you've got a metronome. What's that? The clicker. We don't need a clicker. Wheel, you miss Wheel, me when I'm gone. Wheel, you miss me when I'm gone. No, no, listen to me, listen to me. Wheel, Too late for a DJ. I got the iPod in the car. Why not let this ride? It'll be like Philip Glass with a banjo. It's a hotel. There's got to be one dude with a rock band bussing dishes. Oh, hot dishwasher tattoos, delicious beard. Ooh, sounds possible. Y'all deaf, feel my foot. Go on, get on stage. Malin, go to the kitchen, get some ice, don't touch it. It hurts. Money, money, money. Oh, offer him 50. On it. We're ready. Absolutely. Perfect. You look wonderful, like Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. And Bridget Bardot. Georgina, look at that smile. You look like Connie Britton. <laughs> really? Go on, right up on stage. This is kind of a small kid, huh? Who's this? A guest artist. Well, just... <clears throat> Jackie will cue you. Do you know the Tennessee Waltz? I mostly play Sky. Just keep a 3-4 time. Go three with the fondant. Cake trouble, you want it? You take it. I'll pack up the gift table. One more hour. Solid silver coffee set. Never even gonna use these. Emma, how did you end up in that wheelchair? Oh, I unwittingly started a business where I spent four hours a week slinging solid silver coffee pots around. Oh, let me help you with that. Oh, um... No, no, you don't have to. Do me a favor and pretend you asked. It'll save me another bounce around the dance floor with the mother of the bride. You uh, You are just determined to be the hero of this wedding, aren't you? I'm just trying to get through it in one piece. <laughs> Home stretch. I'm going to sneak these out to the couple's car. I'll help. Uh, no, no, look. The table turns into a cart. Wow. Trade secret. Ooh, hurry, it's freezing. I'm being careful. There's valuable stuff in here. Tweedly wine glasses. A King's Ransom and Novelty Panini Presses. William Sonoma. Spencer's Gifts. I got the 70s TV model. You can squirt Shaft, the General Lee, and Farrah Fawcett into a Caprese sandwich. Were they out of spot cookie jars? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just married. Okay, freezing. Let's go. Take a ride? I'm wearing a skirt. You can ride side saddle. Look. You're gonna break it. Mm, Come on, you can't break silk roses. Push me. Okay. Oh, whoa, whoa, uh, stop! Wait, I can't run that fast. Oh, it's the world's tiniest, speediest rosebow float. <laughs> well, thank you. It's my own design. Oh, amazing. Now, I can't make anything. Not much call for woodwork and turkey farming. Oh, I'm, I'm not a rancher. No? No, numbers, books. <laughs> then how do you know the happy couple? Uh, the mother of the bride was my stepmother for a while. Really? Yep, 1997 to 2002. One of my dad's longer marriages. How many times? Four. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he's working on his fifth, actually. My mom was his first, though. Oh, is she remarried, too? Uh, they didn't divorce. She died. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, sorry. No, I'm um, st- no, no, I, uh, no, I, I kind of think that's why my dad keeps marrying and divorcing. Like he'll find her again. It's silly to romanticize it. 
No, it's not. She's your mom. Okay, not silly, just not healthy. How? Uh, could drive you crazy, living like that. Helen of Troy, Arthur and Guinevere. It's downright dangerous to believe in true, unyielding love. If you're the ruling party in a feudal system. (sighs) Young men today, so cautious. I'm not cautious. Maybe not with firearms and gift cards, but you mitigate emotional risk with freshman-level English assignments? Kind of a wimp. Sophomore level. And you're the wimp. Am I? <clears throat> Once more around the parking lot. Yes! <laughs> um. Good. Oh, let me give you your coat back. Sure. So, we're two out from the K-Toss. Where are you? Over? Uh, on premises. There in one. Over. Gotta get back in there. Finish line in sight. So do you get to go for the bouquet? No. No. I've caught enough of them. If that superstition held true, I'd be on my fifth marriage instead of waiting on my first. Hmm, nobody's ever even asked you? Them. Them off. You're missing it. Not exactly. Ready, girls? Oh, All right. Oh, ready. Uh, please step to the left. This is my spot. Back off. No, let go. Let go. Back off. Get off. Wow. I'd better go defuse that. Let me. Friend of yours? Sort of. Hi. Emma, we have to walk the turkeys out. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Oh, wait. Could I just... Bride's uh... waiting. I'm sorry. I'll be right back. There you are, sweet babies. Don't worry. Mom will be back in a week. Daddy's got the good mash out. Little babies. Goodbye. Bye. I'll get the crate. You carry the birds. Uh, Where's your helper? Uh, who? Trip? <laughs> Don't even pretend you had to think hard to remember his name. I saw you slip out after the cake cutting. <laughs> to put the presents in the car. It doesn't take 20 minutes to put the presents in the car. I wasn't gone for 20 minutes. Was I? You better catch him. And say what? Ask him for change for a dollar. What? Something different. It's spicy. Go. Um, Trip? Hey! Stu, get off! There's still like six half-empty bottles of Dom. There are still guests here? Patrick, let's go. I have to get... My coat's in the other room. I gotta go... I've got it. Let's go. Okay. The guys in the kitchen mixed it with Hawaiian punch. You're not supposed to drink until the guests leave. I know that. They are leaving. They are? Oh, no. He's gone. 5, 10, 20, 30, 35, 40, 5, 10, 15, 25, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. Done. Everybody tipped? See you next week. This is great. Free cake. Free wine. It's not free. Fat stew, happy stew, million, billion pound stew. Leave the cake. Top me off. And enough with the wine. There's still work to be done. What work? Everything is packed up nicely. Yes, that's my work. You still have to upload all those pictures you took and grab a dozen of the highlight shots for the bride to see in the morning. She just got married. There's no way she's thinking about... Ten bucks says she's my first phone call tomorrow morning. They're going on their honeymoon. Twenty bucks. You know, you used to be fun.
Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm kind of disappointed the turkey groom gave up on the idea of pumpkin pie instead of cake. Can't put icing on a pie. That's the problem. Uh, you okay? Yeah, fine. Stu say something? Nothing of significance. Stu never says anything of significance. Huh, well then. Did, uh, Trip say anything of significance? Maybe by accident. Am I fun? Uh, you're not unfun. You're fun like Scrabble or a good game of triominoes. I'm at least Pictionary. Maybe Star Wars-themed Monopoly. Do you think I was in love with Stu? Are you drunk? No. You didn't drink any of that punch the sous chef threw together, did you? It's just... I'm 29. I never do anything but work. I've never even dated a guy long enough to leave a toothbrush at his place. And tonight, I watched a bunch of buckle-clad bridesmaids feed my high school sweetheart cake with their fingers. When did you ever call Stu your sweetheart? He always shared his gum with me. You did his homework and watched him play video games. At least when I dated him, people thought I was cool. Oh, sweetie. No one thought you were cool. I'm going to work until I die, and these two lines between my eyebrows are going to be as deep as the Grand Canyon. Villagers will seek shelter in them and build adobes. Emma, babes, it's late. You might have had some guy who was nice and helpful at a particular moment when our friend and associate Stuart was not being nice and helpful. Yes, these are facts. So we finish our cold turkey, go to bed, wake up tomorrow, have huge gingerbread lattes. Excellent, Professor. And reassess. Maybe with eight hours of sleep, everything won't seem so desperate. Then we can work on making you... A little more fun. Charades fun? Let's not go nuts. Hmm. Got two more boxes of Twinkle Lights. Perfect. Say it. You're a genius with the face of an angel, and you're the future of this business. I got you an extra shot of espresso. (laughs) Regal Bride, this is Emma. Emma. Called it. Hi, Georgie, or should I say Mrs. Graff? Sorry to call so early. I was just going to leave a message. 7.15 a.m. Oh, honey, you're fine. Did you have a wonderful evening? (laughs) It was incredible. I don't suppose you have any of those pictures I could look at. Uploaded pics. We'll edit later. Top five in email draft. Exo stew. Aw. Honey, I'm looking at them right now. Check your email. Did you pack up the turkey wedding yet? All the decorations are still on the loading dock. Oh, and bring in the stuff for the Evergreen and Ice Castle's weddings. R-E-S-P-A-C-T. Find out what I meant to me. Packing boxes, packing boxes, packing boxes. That's what the S what? Ah, okay. Hello? Hi, who's this? <gasps> okay. Okay. I'm so glad you're excited. You have a wonderful honeymoon. Oh, oh. (laughs) you're bad. Have fun. Coming down the catwalk now is the fabulous Jackie Von Hammerschmidt and Brooks Brothers for Trip Patrick or Patrick Trip, the mystery man for the elegant modern woman. What? Ba-da-da-da-da. Ba-da-da-da-da. Whose jacket is that? Trip left his jacket, and he's coming by to pick it up. Oh. Okay. Okay. Okay, what's wrong with you? Uh, I I can't remember how to, um, 
Oh my god, he's so hot he gave you brain damage. Jackie, did I just not get a good enough look at him or something? Smile, I need to see you're not having a stroke. Jackie! Smile? I shouldn't have given you the extra espresso. When is he coming? He said he was on his way. <gasps> Duck! Oh, it's him! Where's my purse? Good hair, nice shirt. Didn't shave, I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, oh no, quick, quick! Oh, hairbrush, hairbrush, hairbrush! Oh, wait! Uh, sorry, we were in the back. Oh! It's fine. I'm glad you heard me. Hi. Oh, hi. I called. You have my phone? Oh, yes. And your jacket. I can't believe I just walked off without it. Yeah. As cold as it was. Awful strange that you should just accidentally leave something that important behind. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I think Jackie put your coat in the back office. Yes. I will go and get it. So, you got home safely last night. Yeah. I'm sorry I just dashed off without saying goodnight. My ride was leaving. But I'm glad you found my phone. Saves me the trouble of calling Georgie to ask her what wedding planner she used. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This office is incredible. You must have started decorating just after Halloween. (laughs) Nope. Just since 6 a.m. It's like if Martha Stewart went to the dentist in Norway. A feathery, glittery magazine-stacked wonderland. (laughs) I prefer the big, fat, colorful lights, but they don't exactly scream bridal, you know. You don't get a lot of big, fat, colorful brides? <laughs> Ta-da! Great, thanks. Number. No, get it. How? Jackie, Emma, <sighs> it was good to see you again. I've got to run. My dad's waiting for me in the car. If but... you have any bridal needs, don't hesitate. Thank you. <laughs> the top number goes to the desk, but the direct numbers to me or Emma just go right to our personal cell phones. You know how it is. Young business, cell phones. <laughs> Texting. Jackie? Great. I, uh, uh, I I don't have a business card on me, but I do have a little... Oh! Whoa! Sorry, pal. Morning, Queen Emma. Good morning, Jackie. I brought sustenance. Georgina called. At 7.15? Ah, oh, you're lying. Our tea time is 8.45, Trip. Right! Sorry. Um, Dad, this is Jackie and Emma. And Stu. They did the graph affair. Oh, the gals that put on that ridiculous turkey wedding? Absolutely. I don't understand all the pomp and circumstance myself, but the women seem to like it. That's the key to a good business, a niche market. Mm, Thank you? Yes. I like it. Now come on now, I get one day on the links this month and I won't end up in a foursome with Walters and his distended prostate. I'm sorry, I really have to go now. I'll see you later. Emma Bishop. Patrick Winthrop, 469-555-8035. Emma Bishop. Ooh, that gave me chills. (laughs) He came out here at the butt crack of dawn just to get his jacket. I think he's got a crush on Jackie. (laughs) No, he doesn't. Jackie found the jacket because his phone was ringing. Oh, Jackie found it. There you go. Don't you have some work to do? All right. Editing maybe one or five or a hundred thousand pictures. All right. Of the graph wedding. I got you a hot chocolate. I figured you'd already have had half a gallon of espresso. Oh, you're right. Thanks. That was nice of Stu. I'll get on the phone with the Nobel Prize Committee right after lunch. Let me see the note! There's no note. Bull, that paper! It's not a note, it's just his phone number. (gasps) Jackpot! It doesn't mean anything. Emma Bishop. I'm going to text him pictures of your butt all day. Hold still. Jackie, be serious. Okay, Scrabble. Uh, Pictionary. (sighs) Fine. Pictionary. All right, then. 
Sounds like White Wedding got here early. Ready? Show them in. Ivory satin from Italy. The tulle is from France. Why isn't the satin French? Oh, you simply can't wear French satin. I don't like the ivory. There's eggshell, milky rose, porcelain. That'll have a bluish hue. I like white. Plain white. Look, we've got pictures of the carriage you'll be riding in. Oh, how many horses? Two. Will they be white? Sure. And the driver? Don't. Will he have a radio or something I can play my entrance music on? Oh. Yes. The Elfin Queen is here. Shh. Hello, Tiny. I mean, Tina. Hello. <laughs> White paper birches all the way around the hall. Elf lights. Fairy. A fairy light strung along behind. It'll look like a forest full of fireflies. And we'll put the bridal table right under the biggest tree in the front. Ooh. With big, twisty branches. Ah. Filled with cookies. Okay. <laughs> Skate rental is in for the Rockefeller wedding. I thought we were calling this one Olympic Dreams. Rockefeller Center is classier. Plus, when the bride wipes out trying to skate to the altar, it won't be so unbearably ironic. I've got a nice long bit of carpet stashed away in case we can talk her out of it. When have you ever known a theme wedding bride to back down on anything? Hello! Hi, Jill. Emma over at Regal Bride. Well, I did manage to talk her out of making her bridesmaids wear full mink coats. And into matching ostrich capes. Not a flawless victory. Good to hear. I'm coming by in 20 minutes to pick up the chuppah. The chuppah? The canopy thing? Gorgeous. Thank you. Oh, you take it. I've got to start assembling bouquets for the rhinestone cowgirl. <sighs> the seamstress won't let me try on my dress again. She had to replace the lining twice. I keep sweating through it. It happens. Woohoo! I'm going to have pit stains in all of my photos. Is it too late for a bolero? Don't say that. Tonight, I want you to blot, exfoliate, roll on three good wipes of prescription strength deodorant, and tomorrow, if we get in a jam, gym socks. It's a strapless dress! We'll sew them into the lining. I've used the prescription stuff. I sweat right through it. I know a good med spa that does Botox injections. They can see you right now. In the armpit? Works like a charm. Oh, <laughs> thank you! Yeah, you just sweat out of your butt instead. Shh. She'll be wearing a bustle. It'll be fine. Gingerbread brunch, ice queen. Who has outdoor weddings in December? Who orders heaters and ice sculptures? Okay, ice queen, ice cream, elfin land. Midnight lovers. Lord of the Rings, Madame Bovary. Is that all? Wait, no, no. Christmas Eve. Inappropriate nativity. Yes. Did the costumes come? Yes. Angels, wise men, shepherd's hoods, virgin mother. Oh, gross. <laughs> That's all of them. Book solid right up until Christmas. Christmas might have to wait till New Year's. When the check's clear. To when the check's clear. Ooh, want to order euros? Yes. Did you see the ring on the gingerbread bride? Yes. Well, I hate square rings. It looked like something the penguin would use to conquer Gotham City. I bet she cuts her face in her sleep. Jealous? No. A little. But I still wouldn't want a square ring. Or one of those where it's like a little diamond surrounded by a bunch of teeny chip diamonds. I want a giant pear-shaped diamond. I want turquoise. Oh, or a really dark bit of London blue topaz. My future mister can use what he would have spent on a diamond to take me to France. Well, come in. Have you euros? Your last appointment is here. Our what? Last appointment? She called while you were with the ice castles. Olympic dreams. Rockefeller. I left you a note. Kit Collinswood, 8 p.m. Crud, Jackie! Where are my shoes, Stu? I'll stall. A portrait collar is perfect for your neckline. 
and my hair up, sort of piled all in the back? Straight out of Downton Abbey. Really? Oh, I don't know. Oh, my. Ah, Emma, I'll leave you ladies to it. Kitty, it was a pleasure. Hi there, Kitty. Don't call me that. Katie Collingswood. Oh, so sorry. Your message said... Katie. I'm Emma. This is Jackie. Yes, we may have brushed by each other at Georgina's wedding. Oh, yes, you caught the bouquet, I remember. <laughs> what a tacky affair. All those turkeys. Well, everyone has their own vision of a perfect day. No, 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 no. I don't need the PR. Thanks. I know Georgina. There are shell soaps on the back of her toilet. It doesn't surprise me a bit that she insisted on something as ridiculous as a Mayflower theme. I will say, you two pulled it off with as much class as anyone was ever going to manage with that pile of redneck new money. Ah, thank you. My fiancé was here earlier today, and, well, let's just say he never takes much notice of anything wedding-related. But he liked your Christmas decorations and told me I ought to swing by tonight to see what you could do with this. Oh, that is an impressive wedding binder. Flowers, china pattern, oh... These are your invitations? Who is your fiancé? Jackie. Patrick Alistair Huntington Winthrop Jr. Esquire. Patrick Winthrop? Yes. <gasps> yes. Good. That's a good font. Name looks good, doesn't it? Uh, when, when were you planning to have this ceremony? Wait. Christmas of this year? Yes. These invitations have already gone out? Of course. I, I really don't know if we can. It's got to be this year. I'm in my last year of med school rotations, and next year I'll start my residency. I'm completely snowed under. I can't do any more of the wedding planning on my own. Uh, we have 256 confirmed guests. Oh. A, a party of that size. Finding a venue at this time of year. <laughs> Mr. Winthrop is of the Winthrops. Winthrop Sweets? The Winthrop Sweets? Oh. Good. One of our very, very favorite venues. The only venue. Until all these farmers started pushing all their crusty old barns as shabby chic. I know, if it were up to me, we'd be in Dallas on the roof of the Ritz, but it would look wrong. We'll bring in new crystal, fix the lighting, as long as the plates are in good taste. I must say, Miss Collinswood, you have planned remarkably well. There doesn't seem to be much more to arrange. I could refer you to... I don't like to leave things to chance. Say yes. <clears throat> Please? I can give you a 50% deposit up front. Jackie O. Lemons and sage wreaths. Lace runners. Antique parfait glasses. Bulb-shaped champagne glasses instead of flutes. Gloves mandatory. Spooky. Great minds. Think alike. You'll have to start right away. Email updates and check requests to me as you get them. What say we meet again this time next week? You can show me a rough schedule. Oh, we will do just that, Miss Collinswood. Patrick was right about you, too. Ooh! I can't wait. Me either. Bride of Frankenstein. Sage, lemons, you're giving your best stuff away to... Why did you have to tease me about him? Um... It was no big deal. He was nice and helpful, and it was no big deal. There's no reason to feel disappointed. I didn't... I really thought he liked you. I've got to get back to work. Four, six, nine, five, five, five... Katie came by. 
Hi, Trip. Your fiancé dropped by. Thank you for... Stupid, stupid. Hello? Hi. Still in the parking lot. I just had one quick thought. Saturday morning wedding day. Let's go, go, go! What do you think about velvet table runners? I want to go for a more snowy look, but that means we need to change the bridesmaid dresses because yellow and snow just cannot go together. Um, the cake topper? Oh, one sec. I'm sorry, I'll have to call you back. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, but wait, does your dove guy ever work with peacock? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Ready to catch? I'm so proud to be here today. Ever since Sean met Claire, he's been a new person. Mmm, the new man angle. The groom is 23. Can you really say he became a man? Claire made him a man. He once was a boy. Now he shaves and wears big boy jeans. Man's not a man until he has plantar fasciitis and had HBO Go password. Ooh, yes. Attila the Hun? Why did I take this account? You could tell from her shirt buttons she was going to be exhausting. She's not the worst bride we've ever had. Remember Betsy the Crier? I know, I know. I- I'm just tired. <sighs> Two voicemails. You sure it's not something else? Someone else? Who? Patrick? Not calling him Trip anymore? Seems a bit familiar. It's really not him, okay? It's, it's the idea of him. I feel like an idiot for believing our own PR. Harsh. You know it's not real. Fake trees, corsets, good lighting. If I wore my boobs up under my chin every day, I'd have men lined up around the block. That would be a good look for you. <laughs> Trip, hey. Hi, Jackie. They make you work on the weekends even when you own the place? Uh, I've just been doing a little bookkeeping. At 9 p.m.? <laughs> I thought if I started later, I might run into you. Emma, how are you? Oh, uh, terrific. Your girl Katie has been giving us a real run for the money. She keeping you up to date on all the plans? Uh, no, not really. I figure she'll just tell me which tux to wear and when to show up, and the rest really isn't my business. Hmm. If it's half as nice as this one, though, it's gonna if be... If it's half as nice, Katie will consider a failure. Jackie! Uh, you got her pegged about right. I figure that's how she won my dad over. If it weren't for her unrelenting perfectionism, you might think she was a gold digger, but no, she's just such a hard nail she couldn't be bothered with any man worth less than the GDP of a small country. She really is a remarkable woman. It's sweet of you to indulge her. I uh, I know she can be a little tough to work around. Let's raise a glass to Claire and Sean. Nice running into you. I've got to get the cake back in the kitchen. Jackie, can you tell the band they've got time for five? Uh, I just want to say something. Who's that? I don't know. X? Drunk? Work friend? What's happening? Congratulations to Claire and Sean, huh? Showing us what romance really looks like. He's a plus one. He's a plus one. Oh no, get the mic. Get the band. Wait, what's happening? I want to say that seeing you two married today, oh, it's made me realize. He's proposing. What now? Yes. That life is short. Move, and move, the move, move. important thing in life is to live it. Where is it? Which plug? The person you love the most. So today, I want to start making my life with the most incredible woman I've ever known. Play now. One more time for the bride and groom. Suzanne Tart, would you marry me? Yes! Oh, oh God. <laughs> the bride looks pissed. Oh, God. <laughs> Make 
Make way, facelookers. Congratulations. So happy for you. Thank you. I'm amazed she said yes. He had the ring with him, so clearly he thought this through in advance. He woke up this morning and said to himself, I'm going to propose to my girlfriend at someone else's wedding. He stole the microphone, tore it right out of the best man's hand. Weddings are romantic, <laughs> right? Oh, oh, did you see that thing on Facebook about the guy who had the girl's family reenact the last couple of scenes from Pride and Prejudice? Oh my god, yes. How do you think uh, Tripp proposed to Katie? Seriously? Oh, I bet you 50 bucks that she did the proposing herself. Huh. Oh, speak of the devil. Look who's come to help us load the truck. Ah. You talk to him. He makes me confused. In here? Oh, put those down. You don't need to help with the teardown. It's nothing. How did the rest of the wedding go? The bride looked pretty mad. Livid. So much for our gratuity. Uh, she's calmed down by now. I comped her the newlywed suite. Really? Really? Told her it had been arranged as a wedding gift from you to them. Thank you. Hmm. Okay, we'll get the last couple of bundles. Settle a bet. Is Katie the one who proposed? (laughs) Yeah, she was. Oh, jeez. Hey! What are you doing in here? Nothing. Packing. Some night, huh? I got a lot of great pictures of that proposal. Uh Uh-huh. Are you crying in here? No. It's okay if you are. Stupid. I'm just tired. That proposal got you going, huh? No. Yes, sure, yes. I got a little misty too. Perfect, wasn't it? I don't know. All the romance is starting to get to me. I'm tired of playing dress up with everyone else's fantasies. Thought I'd have my own stupid husband by now. What's the rush? I'm not in a rush, it's just... I can't even seem to get started. Who would pick me, you know? Stupid. No, I think about that too. (laughs) It's true. Photographer, sexy. Wedding photographer, less sexy. Wedding photographer who makes $10 an hour and works construction two days a week? Boner killer. Right. But I like construction and I like taking pictures. I appreciate the sympathy. (laughs) The Lonely Hearts Club. <sighs> now I'm hungry. This is the last of it. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Next time a bride wants to create a woodland dreamscape, talk her out of it. It's freezing. Don't worry. I've had the cab of the truck heating up. Oh, smart. How long have you been running the engine? It's on E. It's beyond E! Stuart! I left it running when I pulled it around. I didn't know how long it would take to load the truck. Oh, it's past midnight. I can have one of the concierges run you to the gas station and back. That works. Em? Yes, that would be great. Thank you, Mr. Winthrop. Uh, it's nothing, Miss Bishop. Uh, you and Jackie come with me. I'll give you a lift home so you don't have to wait for the truck. That's okay. Sure, we're right behind you. I'm not hanging around here until 2 a.m. just because Stu's a pea brain. Get over here, crush, and come on. Oh, right here, the house without Christmas lights. I would have thought you'd have flashier decorations. <laughs> when do we have time to decorate? Okay, thanks for the ride. See you soon. Thanks for the ride. Wait. I wanted to apologize. It seems like I maybe upset you. Is it because it gave you my number? Oh. 
Right, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to give you the wrong impression, or... I don't know, I, I just thought that... No, it's okay. You didn't do anything wrong. I was overthinking it. Really? Yes. You're sure it's okay? Really. I'm, I'm always overthinking things. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I know how that can be. I'm sure Katie's like that sometimes. Katie? Uh, I don't think so. She always seems to know exactly what she wants. I envy her that. You and me both. <laughs> Thanks for the ride. And for help with the truck. And the bride. <laughs> <laughs> really. It was nice. Anytime. Oh no. Emma. I... Wait! Emma! Oh my god, what happened? Oh, oh, god. Emma, shh, 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 it's okay. Oh my gosh, what, what happened? Oh no. He's still there. I don't know, I, I can't sneak past this stupid tree. Uh, well, there he goes. What happened? He kissed me. What? He kissed me. Oh, oh no, no, no. Hang on, hang on. Uh, vanilla or strawberry? Um, strawberry. Start at the beginning. Um, it's kind of a blur. I was getting out of the car. He stopped me to apologize. Apologize? For giving me the wrong impression when he gave me his number. He said it seemed like he upset me and he was sorry. Yeah. And then, um, then we talked about Katie. Wait, did he bring her up or did you? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. Okay, I told him we were fine, you know, and that it was my fault for getting nuts about it. And then... Then he kissed me. Oh, wait, wait. He apologized for upsetting you. You said it was your fault for getting upset. Then to smooth things over, he kisses you? Yeah. And he didn't mention Katie? No, we talked about Katie. He said he admired her for always going after what she wants. Oh, oh, I get it. They must have an understanding. What? No, he doesn't seem like the type. He gets married in three days, and he's running around kissing strange women. Hey! Strangers. I meant strangers. You think he's... with more than just me? Uh, probably. Oh. No. You're right. Right. You cannot get caught up in thinking this is some kind of star-crossed lovers thing. Right. Just because you're sweet and sensitive does not mean everyone is. Right. I need another ice cream bar. Right. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. I think the last ice cream bar fell into the couch cushions. Whoa. Look, uh, someone decorated our tree. There's like 50,000 lights here. Incredible. Incredible. Every single branch. Ugh, but why the big, fat, colorful lights? They're cheerful. It's a prank. Right. It's a prank, I'm sure. He remembered. 400 women white with your <sighs> What am I doing? Emma? Hmm? <clears throat> you have the order slips from the florist? Yes. Right, so we're all set. One more loose ends meeting tomorrow. We'll get your dress and veil from the seamstress and poof! It's your wedding day! I believe it. Will Patrick be in tow for the meeting tomorrow? 
I don't... It might be good for him to get a lay of the land before the big day. No, he's jam-packed trying to get all his ducks in a row. Hard for him to leave those precious hotels of his, but I wasn't about to agree to a honeymoon in San Antonio. (laughs) (laughs) Do you need your parking validated? Six, three, nine, five, five. Where's the rest of it? Aha! (laughs) Do you want to come with me to the bakery? We can get... What is that? Nothing. Hang up! Give it back! It's for your own good! Hey, get it! No, you... No, let, no, no, you let go of the... Give me... Give you lie in your Stop! Stop! Regal Brides, this is Emma. Kim. Oh, hi, Mrs. Kim. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure, we're ready for the shipment. Actually, it might be easier if we go ahead and install the arrangements at the venue. No! Okay, I'll meet you there in 15 minutes. The hotel... No, I am going. You are staying. You can't. Caterers on post are waiting. You can pick up the cake. You have to pick up the cake. They charge me full price. Who cares? I'll use the Portuguese you taught me. Armando will charge extra. Jackie, can you help? I accidentally pulled the string out of my hoodie. Stuart! Good morning. I have a job for you. Oh, come on. I just got in. You are to stick on Emma today. All day where she goes, you go. Don't you let her out of your sight. Oh, all right. Do I get a chair? For your own good. Stu needs to stay here. What if the phone rings? Voicemail. But if someone were to come to the door while everyone was gone... I'll take that risk. Stuart, as long as you work here, I'm your boss. You and Jackie are my boss. Well, who are you more scared of, Jackie or me? The bathroom is over there if you have to go. Hello. We're from Regal Bride. We'll just be setting up in the ballroom. All right. How come Jackie has me babysitting you anyway? You're not babysitting me. Guarding you. Monitoring you. Whatever. Do you want some gum? No. Is Mr. Winthrop in today? I believe he is out this morning. Wedding plans. May I take a message? Uh, No, no. No, not right now. Thank you. Two more for the head table. Stupidest stillbies and stupid... Figs and stupid tallow berries. They smell good. Ugh, green and white. Every freaking thing is green or white or red or silver or gold. Or blue or yellow. Shut up. I'm sorry. I don't But still, shut up. This reminds me of Goldilocks. Goldilocks? Her basket filled with cake and whatever for her to take to her grandma. I think you mean Red Riding Hood. Goldilocks didn't have a basket? Maybe. I. It's been so long since I read that story. You used to read all those fairy tale things. Best one was the story with the river and the purple sails and the falcon that stole the girl's shoe. Egyptian Cinderella. How do you remember that? I like the pictures. It's weird being this old sometimes. I don't know what I expected grown-up life to be, but this ain't it. Compared to the Sears Photo Center, this is Buckingham Palace. Plus, you get to wear fancy clothes six days a week. Ha! Emma Jean, properly clean. You never change. Don't say that. It's a compliment. You're consistent, dependable. Boring. Sturdy. I like it. It's what I like most about you. You're stupid. Oh. Thanks. We better close up and get back. Hey, look at me. Are you going to be all right? Of course. Hey. Hey. Still mad? No. 
New Martha Stewart magazine. I don't care. Flowers get in okay? They're beautiful. Inappropriate nativity bride called. She wants a donkey. Last minute. Ugh, no. No more animal weddings. I tried to tell her she wants to ride into the reception on no. it. No. Are you even allowed to ride on animals seven months pregnant? If her water breaks, I am not stopping the reception. Take her with you if you run out to the stables tomorrow morning. Maybe the smell will bring her to her senses. It's him! Trip? What do you want to do? I don't know. What are my choices? Tell him to leave. Oh, no, 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 no. Stall him and I'll get the hose. No, you talk to him. Just keep him talking for five minutes or if you can keep him here for ten, I can get some water balloons together. You could just let me in. Crap. Is this door particle board? Foam core and vinyl. No, they don't make them like they used to. So? So, uh... Oh. Are, are we going to do this here, in your doorway? Yes. Uh, okay. You uh, didn't plug in your Christmas lights tonight, huh? They depress me. I kind of had the opposite intention. What uh, do you want? To see you. You just rushed off last night. I, I shouldn't have kissed you like that. I'm, I'm sorry, but... But I like you. I really like you. Oh... Okay, uh, I, I can't stop thinking about you. Battling the turkeys and your laugh? Well, well, your smile. I don't, I don't really know your laugh so well yet. I like you too. You do? Okay, so we like each other. Trip. It's okay, I'm fine with like. I don't want to rush Trip. you anything. it's not real. Whatever you're feeling, all of this, it, is it really me you're so caught up in? Or are you just scared and flipping out because of that big old wedding in two days? It's not the wedding. I mean, okay, it bothers me a little bit, but it's not that big a deal. Not that big a deal? You're standing on my porch 36 hours before the big day and you're trying to land a girlfriend. That doesn't seem desperate or nuts. Jeez, you really know how to drain the romance out of it. Are you going to marry Katie? What? No! <laughs> gotcha. yeah. Yes, that's right. Damn. Cool down, go Stop. No, wait, wait, wait! Oh, not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Emma! How does that feel? Emma! That's right. Ugh. Just let me talk no, to her. No, that's not happening. Fine! Home! Fine. Haha, <laughs> yes! That's right. And done. Did you see? I got him completely soaked. He said he's not going to marry Katie. Oh my god. Are we gonna lose our commission? I don't even think she knows. She picked up her dresses today, right? Happy as a clam. Oh boy. This is bad. It's just cold feet, right? He's gonna snap out of it and probably go through with it. <sighs> probably. And that's what we want. Sure. Because? Because a guy who ditches his fiance is not the guy you want to go out with anyway, so it's better for all of us if he just goes through with it. Right. That's sensible. Do we have any more ice cream? Stew, programs! I haven't unpacked them yet. Okay, I'm off to pick up the mule. Donkey and the bride? Busy getting her toes done, but she is quite confident about her ability to ride an ass from the parking lot to the manger. Hello? Hey, Katie! Oh my god, she's here. You don't think she's here because of Trip, do you? Just hush and let her tell us why she's here. 
Are the girls in? I'll just need a minute. What if it's a test? What if she suspects Tripp's thinking about ditching her and she's here to feel us out? Just be cool and let her talk. Hey, ladies. Sorry to barge in. Oh, perfectly fine. Happens all the time. Be popping by people, popping, nothing strange about it. Perfectly appropriate. What brings you by? <laughs> chill, chill. I thought the manager at Starbucks said you couldn't have extra shots in your lattes anymore. What can we do for you? I was going through all my records. I, I, I can't find order slips for the veal cutlets, and if we haven't ordered them by now, we have to. The cutlets were ordered in the first week of December. The itemized invoice is right here. Oh, uh, okay then. Are, are we sure there's proper transport for the floral arch? I don't want it shedding roses all over the interstate because someone hucked it into a pickup truck. Katie. And these vows. Do we really want to go traditional? Patrick wants traditional, and I hate personalized vows, but I keep wondering if that's going to seem too cold and impersonal. Katie? I'm not cold. I mean, uh, sometimes I seem cold, but I'm just pragmatic. Pragmatism is a good thing. Katie! Are you all right? There's... <laughs> really nothing left to plan. Is there? No. Nothing. All taken care of. Only thing left to do is get married. If you want. What? Uh, Stuart, can you grab us some water? Cold water. Okay. What's on your mind? It's, uh... <laughs> uh it's, uh, just all hitting me right now, you know? I, I can't help but wonder, does he even want to marry me? What makes you say that? <laughs> you know, God, I'm so pushy. I asked him out in the first place. I'm the one who proposed. But he said yes. It's true. <laughs> <clears throat> and he certainly seems to love you. Oh, how would you know? You met him once. <laughs> How did you know you were in love with Trip? Um, I mean, I mean Patrick. Everyone sees me as this intense, demanding ice queen. I mean, I can't help it. School is so competitive and you never get a break. I'm just so tired all the time. Who would want that as their wife but Patrick? Patrick. He sees something in me that I, I wasn't. I wasn't sure it was there. He thinks that I'm sweet. That I can be loving. And when I'm with him, I am. No one else is like that. No one else even likes me. No. We like you. So how could I not love him? No one else could ever make me feel so nice. That's beautiful, Katie. And you'd stick by him no matter what? No matter what. Sounds to me like you're ready to get married. Right, Emma? Right. You do. Waters weren't cold yet. Root beer? Stew. Ugh. Perfect. Better. Boy, I never thought I would be that girl. Blubbering about going down the aisle, you know? Thank you. Oh, any time, honey. Right. Any time. Any time. Oh, shoot, we've got to finish setting up our Christmas Eve wedding. Are you going to be okay? Yes, I am. Great. Then we'll see you tomorrow at your wedding, sweetie.
Uh, one more thing. About the name on the programs, Patrick's name oh, is... Oh, tell Stuart he handles all our printing and Photoshop stuff. Stuart, you got it? On it. Okie dokie. See you later. Tell me that wasn't some kind of weird psychological shakedown. Coincidence. You have heard a dozen brides have the exact same freak out the day before their weddings. It's a punishment. The universe is punishing me for going around kissing people's fiancés. I thought he kissed you. Mostly. Oh, this is a nightmare. Come on, get up! After tomorrow, you never have to see either of them again. His family owns the friggin' hotel we throw receptions in, Jackie. We'll find a new hotel, one with a fountain and a terrace and ducks. But right now, you have no choice but to get through it with your head up. Head up. Shoulders back. Shoulders back. Buttocks tight. Buttocks tight. Now come on. We have to go sprinkle some magic on this ordeal. Don't start, or I'll show you what I do to turkeys. What are you doing back here? We're done with the kitchen staff. Just checking on the donkey. We've got two speeches and the cake before all the crazy departure choreography. You haven't seen him? He poked his head in an hour ago. Okay. An hour ago? You're probably safe. Please, pack up the gift table. Okay, fine. Ladies and gentlemen, please fill your glasses. The maid of honor. I first met Alexis on our first day of elementary school. We both had gem lunchboxes. I pulled the beetle out of her hair. Emma, I need to talk to you. This is not a good time. I know, I know it's not, but we have to have a conversation. No, we don't. Last night, when you asked me if I was going to marry Katie... Not now. Dan is the best buddy a guy could ask Emma, wait! I'm not marrying Katie! I was never gonna marry Katie! Stop! I can't! Okay? I can't. Emma! Emma! Excuse me, sir. Emma! Go home! I'm sorry to interrupt. Stuart! I just wanted to say one thing. Uh, Cake is being set out along with coffee. Enjoy at your leisure, and in a short while, the bride and groom... Emma Bishop! Jackie... This is the woman who put all this together. Everyone! Stuart. I've known her since I was a kid. She was my first love, and she's still one of my closest friends. She's funny and organized, you know? Well, Emma. <gasps> what? I was thinking, will you marry me? Your class ring? Yeah! It's still got the tape from back when you wore it, see? Should still fit. So, what do you think? Yes! <laughs> no. You mean it! Come here, you! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not so hard! To the happy couple. Now let's eat some cake! Kitchen, now! Are you nuts? Ow! What did I do? Seriously, who hijacks a wedding they're working at to propose to a girl he's not even going out with? But she said yes. Because if I had said no, that would have been an even bigger turd in the middle of their wedding day than some stranger going gonzo on the microphone. I thought you said that proposals during weddings were romantic. Ew! So you won't marry me? No! no. Fine! Jeez, it was nice. It was a nice thing I did there. Give us a minute. Fine. Don't propose again. Why? You were so sad. I thought it would cheer you up. 
Really? Well, yeah. Plus, you're lonely. We're about the right age to do it. The right age? Yeah, I'm gonna be 30. I don't have any roommates right now. I should probably get a wife. We've always gotten along, so why not? It's not like getting a roommate. I know that. But I've known you longer than any other girl. It could work. Duh, it could work. I've seen enough weddings. Cakes, dresses, flowers. They don't mean anything to me anymore. It's the spouse I want. The dopey optimism. I'd rather be a little lonely from time to time than married just to get it over with. It seemed like a good idea. Would you really have been prepared for the whole death do you part thing? That would be like 30 years. <laughs> Only if you die early. So, do you accept my refusal? Yeah. Sorry. Here. Next time you propose to someone, get a proper ring. Hard to say yes to something that leaves a gummy tape residue on your skin. That's the last of it. Lock up. Good riddance to this stupid, stupid day. Cheer up. Bubbly rosé. Mm. Two bottles. Well, all right. And one more thing. I have your Christmas present. What? You jag. I've been so loped down on business drama, I haven't even gone shopping. I don't care. You need it. Open it. Princess Bride. Pride and Prejudice swing time? Oh, Jackie, I really can't take any more romance right now. That's where you are wrong. Right now is when you need romance the most. Now, what'll it be? Yes! There have been five kisses rated the most passionate, the most pure. This one. Lift them all behind. How do they even rate it, do you think? Head tilt? Mmm, saliva. Mm-mm. Suction. Torque. Uh, what's next? Uh, Austin or Astaire? Oh, we should really go to bed. Movies! Okay, mm one more. We're late. <gasps> We're late! What? Where are we? Office? Oh! We should have oh, left no, no, no. two hours ago! No, 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 no. Oh my oh. god, my suit is oh. disgusting! I found some clean dresses! Oh, what are these? Bear angel costumes from the nativity. Oh. Oh, right. okay. You get to the church, I'll go to the hotel. Hi, Mrs. Am Kim, I, I know. I'm so sorry we got delayed. We're ready for those floral shipments. Toothpaste? Gum. Fine, whatever. Three pieces. Oh, I gotta call Stu. What? Stu? Hey! What are you still doing here? I had to pick up the reprinted programs with Katie's corrections. I thought you'd already left. Go to the church with Jackie. Help her set up before you start snapping photos. Go! Go! Ooh, look at that tree. I love Christmas. Half the work is already done. Come on, Stu! We called the catering service. The food is prepared, but the delivery guy is in Alcapoco. What? Vacation. What does the hotel keep on hand? Mm, rolls. Butter. Jam. Can anyone in the kitchen drive a van? Ignacio. Okay. 
Oh, no, the garlands are coming down. Uh, give me an extension ladder. You can't climb up there. Are you going to climb up there? Pete, she needs a ladder. Hello, good to see you. Welcome, welcome. You're right up front. Groom's here. Is he? Hi. Good-looking group. I'm going to go check on the bride. There she is. How are we? You all look so fabulous. We're fine. Some of us will need toothbrushes. Maybe a lipstick touch-up. I only ate six almonds. I was going to faint. I need the protein. Don't worry, I've got floss. No floss. Have you seen her gums? We'd never be able to stop the bleeding in time. Mouthwash? Are we almost ready? Yep. Oh, this is exciting. I feel good. I feel good. Rachel, if you touch my gown with those salt-crusted fingers one more time, I'm going to break them. Ready. Aunt of the bride, did I miss it? Nope, just in time. Follow me, we'll get you seated. Here, take a program. There is a good seat on the outside edge of the third row. Just follow the usher. Hmm. Stu? Yeah? I thought you reprinted these programs. They look the same. Yeah. Patrick Alistair Huntington Winthrop Jr. We kept forgetting to put Jr. after his name. Important, because there's like four Patrick Winthrops. Look. Little ring bearer, number four. Old guy front row in the wheelchair, he's number one. Prince Peanut with your stolen blazer, he's number three. And number two, bingo, star of the day. What? Ew. Wait. Oh! I'm an idiot! It's okay, I fixed it. I am an idiot! No, like I said, I fixed it. I've got to tell Emma. You should probably take off your shoes. Just hold the ladder. Ah, got it. Uh, throw me the next garland. Uh, got it. Locked in. Oh, oh no. Whoa. Uh, hold the ladder. Hold the ladder. Grab the garland. It's not him. He's number two. No, 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 uh, no, wait. The groom is number two. Trip, triple, three. He's number three. Call me. Oh, my God. Oh! Ugh. The garland is going to break. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I think I can grab the wall. Don't move. Careful of the buffet. Oh, no. Look what you've done. Guys, ladder. It's how do you say... Comme la merde? The floor broke it. A shell! You may kiss the bride. Emma, this is Jackie. Bridal party this way for photos. You! Whoa! Jackie! No, 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 no. We thought you were Patrick Winthrop. I am. I mean, the groom, Patrick Winthrop. You aren't married. You aren't married, Trip, triple, three, third. I know. I know. Stop shaking me. I'm so sorry about the hose. You should be. Don't you get it? We didn't know, Emma and I. We thought you were marrying Katie. Yeah, I kind of pieced that together. Oh, well, now you can tell her. Jeez, I tried. And then you chased me off with a hose, and Emma wouldn't even look at me. Then what? Turns out she's got a boyfriend? Who? Stu? He proposed, didn't he? Oh, he's just a moron. She let him down gently after the crowd dispersed. She did? No, you're stupid. Yes, it was touching. Jackie, lead the best man. Stat. Coming. Trust me, as soon as I get Emma on the phone, she's going to be shrieking with joy and exultation and total embarrassment. 
You've got the end of the garland. Oui. Brace? Oui. Okay, climbing down. Climb on. Ah, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Aranyes, be there, woman. Give me some slack. Whoa, no. Guess what? Hello? Who is this? Jackie! Help! You've got to get someone to the hotel now! You have to get to the hotel now. What? What happened? I smashed through two tables right through the centerpiece and there are lemons and sage everywhere. Mm, she fell on the table. Big mess now. Let me talk to Emma. What happened? She's stuck. Trapped in a ballroom. Oh, God. The table. She said two of the tables were ruined. Katie's going to have a meltdown. Not if we get there first. Come on. Stuart, stall. I mean it. If the bride gets cold, do indoor shots. If they get restless, do goofy shots. If you screw up and they insist on coming to the hotel, then you're going to take pictures of that. Okay? Ow! Fine! Still nothing? Just ringing. Green light! Green light! Uh, Emma, answer! Ah, voicemail! God! She really likes me? I'm driving! Whoa! Left! Left! Emma? It's okay. She got down. I fell down, but the cake's okay. Miss Emma, Ignacio is back with the catering van. Perfect. Wait one minute. Excuse me. Take the carts through the service elevator. Set everything up on the roof. The roof? Since when does this hotel have a roof? All hotels have roofs. Has the rest of the waitstaff checked in yet? A few. Okay, we have to get all these tables upstairs. Take whatever can be salvaged. Mm, The tablecloths? Forget the tablecloths. Nobody remembers the (laughs) tablecloths. Wow, it's Beautiful up here. Are these offices? Yes, um, uh, my office. No one's ever up here but the maintenance staff, so I took the liberty of turning the roof into a, a greenhouse project. You've been holding out on us. <laughs> up here! Hook in the lights! Kick in the center! You have six messages. It wasn't him. He was never getting married. Trip is Patrick the Third. He's free! <sighs> Emma! Emma, 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 answer the phone. Trip is alone, man. <laughs> Emma, it's happening. This is real. I'm going to smack you right in the face so you know you aren't dreaming. Uh, Emma? Hey. Do you have a towel? Yes. Here. Uh, Jackie told me... She told that, me that you that I'm an... thought I was... Oh. oh. That I thought you were married? No, wait, back up. Uh, what are you in? Nothing. Yet. I thought you were marrying Katie. I'm sorry, I should have listened when you tried to explain, but I was already way too emotional about... this. Your face. Uh, Well, I'm not married to Katie. Yeah, your dad is. (laughs) Ew. I know, right? (laughs) No, wait. (laughs) 
I'm not talking about that right now. <laughs> Look at me. Are you listening? Yes. Okay. I'm not with Katie. And you're not with Stuart. Nope. I'm oh. not. <laughs> okay, so, so, with that in mind, let's make a plan. What are you thinking? Wow. I think I love you. Really? Yeah. Kaboom. Oh, thank God. I thought it was only me. This is just how I pictured it. (gasps) What is this? Hey, pretty bride! It's a bit different than what we discussed, but I think you'll find... Ah! It's perfect! My wedding day is perfect! (laughs) (laughs) It's a Christmas miracle. It really is. You were due for one. Now, go dance, you gorgeous idiot. (laughs) Deck the halls with matrimony. Written and directed by Ashley Quatch. Starring... Paula Deming as Emma. Keiko Agena as Jackie. Ian McCune as Trip. Trip. <laughs> Kyle Penn as Stuart. Jessica Penn as Katie Collingswood. With additional voices by Jesse Abbott-Chin and Cassie Rogers. And Nick Schreiner as the turkey. The turkey. Le Balud. La Dan. This show was produced by Ashley Quatch and Paula Deming. Theme by John Jesensky. Sound design by Kevin Rosenquan. With additional Foley effects by Mike Miller. Recorded by Dustin Burford at Soundworks in sunny Burbank, California. That was fun. We trade roll. If you loved that, you will love Deck the Halls 2, which is available now. It unmoors itself from some of the formal conventions of romantic comedy and begins to veer into firesign theater-like insanity. It's different, but it's also magnificent. Now, joining me to discuss the first season and little spoiler-free snippets of the second are Ashley, the writer-director, and Paula, the producer and star of the show. We talk about the sequel, Smooch Foley, audio drama origins, Footstep Foley, Wedding Planning, and Butt Foley. So, you know, all the important topics. Ashley Quatch, Paula Damming, welcome to Radio Drama Revival. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh my gosh, thank you for having us. Thank you. How was Thanksgiving? (laughs) Uh, It was good. I flew to Florida to see my family. I spent almost all of it working on Tech the Hall stuff, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Like... I mean, we, we briefly took a break and went and got some turkey. But on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Like, on Thanksgiving? Yeah. You were, I it, feel like a terrible person uh, No, now. No, no, no. I was it's, just, like, with my family, <laughs> relaxing, and you were like, I wonder if I'll have time to eat turkey today because we're in post-production on our sequel. Like, it was more like I, I was like, I was like, oh, I guess I can't have that much wine because i got to go home and cut together. But it was, it's fine. Like, it is, it, this is, this is my lot. This is what happens when you work on Christmas things. It's like, I, I I was thinking about that on the drive over because, you know, I want to, if it were up to me, I would make Christmas things until I die. But then I was like, "Mm, well, I guess I'm never going to see my family at Christmas again. (laughs) Well, it struck me as interesting, uh, 
I was just saying this to my husband the other day. I was, I was like, we start, we basically worked on the sequel all year. Yeah. And I was like, we're going to have this recorded in the summer. We're going to be done with post by like September and it's just going to be ready to go. And for some reason, just having more time to get something done doesn't mean you get it done in a more timely manner. Uh, well, so we're still like bumping up against yeah. our deadlines on it. Well, it also made a big difference that like we we didn't record it the same way this time. That's true. So the first the first deck the halls, everyone was on one channel, and I did two takes because like we 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 started production what on uh, November sixteenth. Well, that, that's when we recorded, <laughs> but we started yeah. production overall on like October twenty oh. eighth. Yes, something like that's that. True. And and so everything was just it had to be lightning fast because we were trying to get it out before Christmas. Otherwise, we're gonna have to wait a year. And so when we recorded, we just dumped all the voices onto one channel, and I had two takes I've ever seen. And so it was basically A B A B the whole way through the script. You know, there's only so many ways you can cut it together, and so it, it takes less time than this time. And we recorded everyone on separate channels. It's eight microphones. It's also <laughs> it's a two hundred. Wait, no, three hundred twenty-five page script. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's also uh, something that was cool about the way we recorded the first one is that we did it all in one go. Yes. So we did the whole. We had like eight hours in the studio that we all just got together and we just did the script and we did it twice. Um. <laughs> Which was awesome as an actor because I really got to, like, ride that arc. I think we all got to, like, ride the arc of the story because we were just recording it all together and in order. Mm -hmm. And for the sequel, because it was so much more and our schedules were just so different this time around, we did it very piecemeal, all out of order, whenever we could get people together, splitting things up. And so, yeah... A very different style of of recording for the second one, mm-hmm. but it definitely certainly helped that this was the second one around. Like there was there was no intimacy lost because you guys knew each other so well and you knew the parts so well and the and you just were the characters this time. Uh, like I tell you, every single time there was a Emma, Stu, Jackie scene, like you guys were immediately in the groove, just like bop 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 chemistry. <laughs> How did the two of you first meet? We, we've known each other since middle school. Yeah, I think we were like 13 or something. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to remember the, what my first memory of you is or like my, you know, my first clear memory of – because I don't, I don't remember meeting you, but I remember being your friend because uh, you were the writer when I met you. And like oh, – yeah. Yeah. Like and, – and I – actually what's really funny is like I remember specifically – like trying to write you because you were really into like writing little short stories and mm-hmm. things like that. So I think I wrote a couple of romance ones as it happens. Like, hello, you're on the same track for your entire life. Like, <laughs> for as long as I can remember, I love making people like I love going for the the gut punch. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely like a kiss scene that I was just sort of I'd labored over, you know. And it, I think I think it you really liked it, and I was like, yes, I've done it. Ha-ha. <laughs> you know. Ha-ha. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, it is funny you mentioned that because I did used to write all the time. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to write a novel. Um, (laughs) And then I got to college and stopped writing long form stuff. I got real angsty and I I wrote a lot of poetry. (laughs) I just got busy with other things and I stopped writing. And so I haven't really done it. And now I'm in the middle of trying to do it again. So I'm working on an adaptation for something we want to produce in the next year or so. 
And I'm like, feel really nervous about it. Like, I'm like, no, Ashley's the writer. She should be doing this. We'll see how it turns out, I guess. How did you both get into audio fiction? And how did you decide to form Sasquatch Radio? My first real introduction to audio drama was the BBC sitcom Cabin Pressure, which I think was a lot of people's gateway drug. I am obsessed with John Fenimore. I think he's the most brilliant, one of the most brilliant comedic minds working right now. He's he's wonderful. And listening to Cabin Pressure was a lot of sort of what drove the form of what Deck the Halls was. So I, I listened to that so many times because I have to fly cross country a lot because me and my I'm the only child that left the state. And so I have to go home quite a bit. This, was, of course, was before, you know, Netflix. You could, like, download Netflix on your phone and stuff like that. So I would I would just really, really listen to Cabin Pressure over and over and over. And actually, as it happens, I used to have a little bit of flight anxiety. But uh, listening to Cabin Pressure, I found very soothing. And Cabin Pressure is a sitcom about, like, a flight crew, right? Yeah, it's about pilots. And there's just something about, like, the banality of a profession. It's like it's like when it's no big deal to the pilots, no big deal to you. But I've I've thought about it more and like, you know, I think there's a lot to it. Like part of it was like we didn't have cable for a long time when I was growing up, but we got we could you could hear channels through snow. So I would sit and draw and just listen to the television. And same at my grandma's house, you know, like she got no channels, everything was snow. You just sort of listened to the TV rather than watching it. And Somewhere along the way, like once I started trying to write these radio play adaptions, I just found that it was just such a fun writing challenge. And it was a, I, I've, I've so enjoyed learning about sound design and, and learning about Foley and just, it's, it's phenomenal. It's absolutely the most fun. I love how visual you can make it without needing the visuals. It's a brilliant challenge. I love it. Well, you talked about, you know, cabin pressure and stuff. And hearing that made me remember that um, as a kid, I listened to a bunch of stuff. I grew up in a very uh, Christian household and we listened to a lot of evangelical. Ah. Oh, Adventures in Odyssey stuff? Yes, Adventures in Odyssey and Salty the Singing Songbook. I had a salty tape. And like I listened to that (laughs) stuff all the time and then just like kind of didn't think about it again until... Ashley came to me with this. She had this Deck the Hall script and she was like, you know what? I really just want to make this, but we can't really afford to make it as a feature. But I love radio plays. What if I adapt it and we make it as a radio play? And I was like, oh, like Adventures in Odyssey. (laughs) And I was Um, like, what? (laughs) And uh, it had been a long time since I had listened. But in college, I actually got my, so my degree is in, uh, Electronic media broadcasting is the title of my degree. And so I learned how to audio edit. It was all nonfiction. We produced um, like documentaries, like radio documentaries. So I learned a lot then about like sound design Mm -hmm. and the use of sound and recording and all that stuff. It's just interesting how all of these things like are melding together in my life right now. And when we made Deck the Halls with Matrimony... We just kind of made it, I don't think we knew it was going to lead us to starting Sasquatch Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just like, this is just a thing we want to do. We'll just do it for fun. And then it turned out really well, and we loved it. And Ooh. we got such a fabulous response from the audio drama community about like people who listen to it really just being like, hey, we really like this this is really cool and we were like oh my gosh we should keep doing this 
And that's what made us decide we, because it was like one of the most fulfilling things I think, I'm going to speak for both of us. One of the most fulfilling <laughs> things I think we've both done, it was so empowering. I totally co-sign on to, this statement. To produce our own work in this way, in a way that was so manageable. Like we didn't need anyone to tell us what we could or couldn't do because we could afford to invest in the cost of doing it. And then we just did it, and it was ours. And Isn't that wonderful? Fuck, I love this meme so much. Right? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, this is a creative outlet. You know, I'm in Los Angeles being an actor, and so much of the time, I feel like as an actor trying to make it professionally, you kind of feel like your agency is being taken away from you because all of the decisions are up to other people. And having this where we're making our own work and feeling really proud about it, I can go to auditions now for other things and not feel, like, desperate. Like, I'm not like, oh, you need to pick me. I'm like, oh, whatever. Pick me or not. I got my own thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm producing an audio drama. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, I want to say one other thing. Like, something that we talked about a lot during the production of the first Deck the Halls and – to, you know, it has definitely continued on to, into Deck the Halls too. Is like, because I've I've worked as a writer, like I've worked on rewrite jobs, and where your work for hire, you're there to turn in the script and to to do what the producer says. And more than one time, I've been the only woman in the room, and also more than one time, I've been the only married person in the room, and like had to justify like yeah this is the way a woman character would talk or you know that's mm-hmm. not exactly how a woman would feel about that or like you know it's and, and like or like jokes where like uh there there were a few jokes in deck the halls where i was like if there was a, a male producer above us who had the decision making power this would not make it through because they wouldn't get it like there's a joke about uh <laughs> during the rehearsals there's that joke about the sweaty bride who mm. they and they suggest that she go get botox in her armpits and all the guys at rehearsal were like is that a thing and all the women in rehearsal like, were like yes. yeah <laughs> we all knew and that's the thing is like some of these jokes they're not it's you know they're 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 for the ladies it's from our <laughs> it's our own realm so, Ashley, you do, like, a million things, uh, but you're also an illustrator. And I've noticed in the last, like, half decade, several illustrators and comics artists are making these forays into audio fiction. You, Ryan Estrada, Alexander Danner. And I'm curious, how does writing and illustrating comics feel different or similar from writing screenplays and audio dramas? And are there things that you've learned, whether about timing or about composition or whatever, that you can apply from one medium to the other? Like, what did you mean when you said that it was you could do really visual stuff in audio? Um, well, we were just listening to the last three scenes in our next episode, and I, I'm, I'm flipping out for them because, like, the sound to me just builds such a, a, a mental picture. The well placed sound effect, the well placed bit of foley at just the right time without too much else cluttering. It's like this fine line of having enough to paint the environment but not so much that your brain can't process it. And when you find that fine line, it can really help cement, like, all of a sudden, this very clear image. Like, without giving too much of the context of what we were listening to, there's this moment where all of a sudden they're in a car and the horn honks. And that (laughs) one thing of the horn honking within the context of everything else you're hearing it locks in the mental image of like what's actually happening in this scene in in a scene that's very physical 
that other like how do you communicate that with just sound and just this horn honk does it that's what I think yeah. you mean by how visual you can make. No, that's absolutely true. And also, like, there, the scene before that, there's a little crinkle sound that I'm in love with because, again, it, it just, it's the last detail in the scene. Like, the dialogue is presenting most of the information you need, and the crinkle is the last detail where it truly populates your mind, and you're like, this is what we're looking at. I seem to remember you, like, talking about this on Twitter, Ashley. Like, you had this whole run about, like, smooch mechanics. Oh, about kissing. about the, about the kissing fully, yeah. Visually, kissing is very satisfying. To watch two characters kiss at the end of a rom-com, you're like, yes! And what you discover working on an audio drama is that hearing a kiss is not satisfying in the same way because it's kind of a weird sound. And so much of a kiss is just, like, lips together, and the only thing you hear is when they, like, break apart and they smack, and that's, like, weird. Um, So how do you, like, use sound to communicate a kiss that is, like, sexy or romantic and not just, like, sounds like you, like, kissed your little brother on the cheek? (laughs) Um, And it's something we put, I put in as the actor a lot of thought into. I'm like, how do I make this sound like actual like kissing that would be pleasant to listen to instead of gross can i push back against the idea that kisses are always visually appealing because i like (laughs) ashley watched this season of the bachelorette and now like every time i watch like a bad movie kiss i holler like a horse eating an apple (laughs) like seriously yeah like i know i know that you and i share this sentiment like i i am a I am the harshest critic of movie kissing. Like, I have ruined a lot of movies for a lot of people. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, Paula. I apologize. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's so bad. Um, Because, like, when it's good, it's amazing. And when it's bad, it's bad. But jumping back to audio drama stuff, because there's two really – so in in Deck the Halls 2, like, there's – like, I mean, there's plenty of kissing, but there's two major scenes. And so there's one at the end of episode two – that was a little complicated mm-hmm. to direct. And then there's the one at the very end, you know, at the end of episode mm-hmm. four. And and it's interesting because we did those very differently. Cause the um so the one at the end of episode two was in a small booth and we we did it very similar to the way uh we did the one for episode one. It was sort of the same thing that I described on Twitter, which was, you know, you do sort of coverage of it the way you would with a camera where, like, we do a take of kissing into the microphone with one actor really getting close to it and the other actor, then we switch. And for the end of episode two, since it's a a makeout scene, like, on the day of, we were just sort of playing around and trying to experiment. And in the end, it just came down to rhythm. Well, I remember it was very funny because in the studio we were recording in, which was a smaller one, we couldn't really see what the actors who were in the booth were doing. We could only hear. And there was one take where Ashley was like, did you guys kiss? And they were like, um, yes, we've been like making out. And we couldn't hear it at all. And we had to be like, oh, we need to like figure out the rhythm of this and how much smacking and how much breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To do to like like how many like or like mm, or whatever do you need to throw in <laughs> to make it sound like you're kissing? It's weird. In the in the end, I told them heart attack, two Mississippi's break apart, and 
in the in the final mix, what we cut together, my my favorite part of this scene that really sells it as kissing to me is like there's a mistake that we left in. Oh where, yeah. yeah, and I love it because it, it, it's because that's the truth that's making out with people is like you know mistakes happen. Sometimes you knock your teeth together. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's my favorite part. But for for episode four, we like in, in the big booth day. I I gave sort of choreography to you and Ian mm-hmm. about like I told Ian to tuck in his shirt, but then pull it out and like like really aggressively. Um, what did I tell you to do? Was uh, I to I, pump my arm pump. like I was um, trying to start a lawnmower? Yeah, and like. <laughs> No, I'm yeah. serious. And, and that- like, like when I put it together, I, like I was like, oh man, we don't need like literally any kiss fully on top of this because this is already a little too dirty. Like uh-huh. it's a this is okay. This like, is the thing that we learned when we were making uh, our fair city in Chicago is that if you like kind of do like a fake out sex scene. In audio, it's just a sex scene. Yeah. Like, if you're trying to do a gag where, like, people are grunting and then it turns out they're trying to move a car, but you, like, do the fake out where it sounds like they're fucking, then it just it just is that. <laughs> this yeah. This wasn't even – this wasn't even supposed to be that, that far. It was just right. supposed to be making out. But, like, it was a one and done. You guys did perfectly. On a scale from, like, City Hall, no reception to – turkey wrangler like how involved were your weddings <laughs> okay so when my my husband and i were starting to plan he was like oh let's have a small wedding and i was like yes because for me a small wedding is city hall 20 people max i want to be able to look at everyone's face at once and he was like so you're like you know 200 people and i was like excuse me <laughs> you know um, Whose definition of small is 200 people? Well, my, my husband's Chinese and uh, his extended family is large. And like that's that was most of our, our wedding guests were just his extended family, family, friends, that sort of thing. We had like two friends tables and like one table for my family and the rest of the tables were family and family friends. And I was I was really bad at the whole wedding planning thing. I was engaged for two years because I could yeah. not get myself motivated to plan. We are so different. Mine was very like. Pinterest wedding, I guess. Um, Okay, here's the thing you don't think is going to happen to you. Okay, so we had a taco truck as our dinner, which was great because it was way cheaper than traditional wedding catering. And the first night we met, we ate at a taco truck, so it was also romantic. But we discovered I wanted, because we did the reception in our backyard, I wanted the taco truck to be able to pull up into the driveway so that it was, like, in the backyard. And we discovered that the truck was too wide to fit in the driveway. And I had a meltdown in my kitchen. Like, I'm, like, throwing a temper tantrum, crying about how the wedding is ruined because the taco truck (laughs) couldn't get in our driveway. And Lawson, my husband Lawson, was like, it'll just park on the street in front of the house and people will just walk from the backyard to the front yard. It's not that big a deal. And I was like, who have I become? (laughs) I'm a monster. But yeah, I mean, we personalized it, but I didn't feel like I was doing too much mm-hmm. personalization. But then, like, afterwards, people were like, oh, this wedding was so you. And I was like, <laughs> oh, was it? I don't know. I just picked things I liked. They were like, I could tell you do theater. And I was like, what? Oh, yeah. Now, that's a people little weird like, to say it that way. They were like, you, I could tell. Like, it was like, the way it was all put together. I also took over the rehearsal. So there was a, <laughs> of course I did. There was a lovely woman at the church where we had our ceremony who was supposed to run the rehearsal and I had very specific ideas about how people were supposed to walk into our 
entrance music. And I just kind of told everyone what to do and then apologized after when I was like, oh, oops, that was your job. And she's like, no, I don't care. <laughs> um, I love that. I just ordered people around and gave them cues. It was, yeah, I guess that is pretty theatrical. I'm like, okay, now this line is your cue. And when that part of the song comes on, you'll start walking down the aisle. I wasn't a bridezilla, I promise. <laughs> I was, when you're talking about crying, I was trying to if I had any big meltdowns around my wedding. I didn't have any planning-wise. Uh, but my dad made me cry. I've told you this story mm. before. Um, we, so I was hanging out with my dad in the back hall, and we're just kind of like killing time and waiting to go on. And then they come and tag us. And they're like, all right, it's time to walk down the aisle. And, like, we've been standing in silence for, like, a few minutes. And so as I get ready to go out. And then Dad, like, grabs my arm. And he's like, this is the happiest day of your life. He's the one. And I burst into tears. And he was like, let's go. And just the biggest shit-inning grin. Like, <laughs> it was like, that's that's so my dad, though, is like, a, it's, it's like this weird split between being very sincere with your emotions, but also getting one more joke out of it. <laughs> uh, so, Ashley, you posted a video just yesterday of Kevin Rosenquan and Mike Miller and their Foley process. And it looks like most of the sound effects you used were in-house. So my question is... Um, what was like the weirdest, most unexpected foley you got out of the two of them? And I'm, I'm not counting Nick Schreiner as the turkey. <laughs> right, yes. Uh, so let's see. Deck the Halls one. My favorite two pieces of foley to talk about. Number one, the turkey claws. And that's just a clicky pen. It was just so funny. I went in, I went in to start working on the episode lock and we were going through and I was like, oh my God, what did you do? And then Kevin like grabs the pen and he like gets a brilliant smile in his face and he goes click, 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 click. <laughs> I love it. One of the hardest things to figure out was sort of trying to make, because there's a lot of rings going around in this mm. and trying to create some kind of foley to identify with putting a ring on a finger was difficult. Oh, yeah. um, so there's a little bit of that in the video I cut together. I took a lot more video of them doing that. And if, if I managed to get a couple hours next week. I may try to cut that together into a very, very small featurette. The other thing that was really interesting in doing Foley on uh, Deck the Halls 1, uh, so we really struggled with the ass slap. There's an ass slap where where Jackie slaps Emma's ass, you know, just like, go out there, be a strong, confident woman of the 90s. I don't think that's the line, but like, <laughs> no, I said not. that to you all the time. Up, shoulders back. Buttocks, buttocks tight. Right. That's what it is. Those are the lines. <laughs> But, but literally, like, all through production episode, on Deck the Halls 1, I just kept telling Paula, strong, confident woman of the 90s. And she was like, what? She's like, what? Yeah, I feel good. Let's move on. Um, so so if you just slap your butt, like, with one hand, like, we were slapping everything. We were slapping our faces. We were slapping our chest. We were slapping, slapping each other. It just wasn't sounding like an ass slap. And then I tried slapping an ass with both hands, and I was like, there it is. It's like once you add the other. No, I'm serious. Once you add the other hand, it adds the extra dimension. It takes on a roundness. And then you're like, now it's an ass. Now it's an ass. <laughs> the foot foley was really interesting. Oh, yeah. The foot foley was was fun to watch. I did the foot foley mm-hmm. um, for the first one. I did not need to come in and do any of it for the second one. But it was fun because like you're like, okay, I'm going to be the feet for every female character in this thing, and I had a different pair of shoes, and we would talk. We'd be like, okay, what pair of shoes is – which shoes are Emma's shoes? Which shoes are Jackie's shoes? How do they walk? What is the intention in this scene to, like, the times when we need someone to, like, shuffle their feet or run out of the room? And just you just do a lot of, like, weird shuffling around. 
when you're doing foot foley, which is a thing I had never thought about before. I thought it was really interesting. And I mean, man, Kevin and Mike are like wizards. I don't know. Like (laughs) the things they do, it adds so much like good sound design and good foley. And then also too, on top of that, good music. When it all comes together, I was just saying this to Ashley actually before we started doing this interview. Like I hear the performances when we're doing like our rough edit of the episode before we pass it off. And it's like, it's good. I like it. But then I hear it again with all the Foley added in and there's something about it that it elevates the performances. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I didn't remember the acting being so good here. And I think that, (laughs) I mean, it was good, but there's something about adding in that thoughtful, well-executed sound design that just, it just kicks everything up a notch. I'm so just amazed by them and so excited that they're like on our team. They're great. It's so funny that you mentioned music because Mike and I talked about this quite a bit. Um, there's a little bit of it in that in that Foley video because Mike Mike comes from a music background. So when we're talking about Foley for Deck the Halls, it it really is it's it's less of coloring every single blade of grass and it's more about. Uh, I mean, it helps. That it's a comedy and, and and you have joke structure to kind of point out which Foley is most important. But a lot of it is just sort of creating a sort of musical atmosphere. And so, and and some of that instinct I think comes from that music background, you know, he's got, he's got a real ear for it. You know, Um, I could listen to those guys talk all day about Foley. I could watch them bang plates and mess around with screws and things like that. It's they're, they're so amazing. They're so incredible. Did they actually jump in a pool? They did. They, Kevin's parents have a pool. <laughs> we have some things with that involve um, someone being soaked in water, jumping into a body of water, and I will not say anything more than that because I don't want to spoil anything. But our Foley guys actually jumped into a pool in their clothes to be able to record those sounds. Oh, that reminds me, because you were there on Hose Day last year, right? Uh, no, I don't think oh, I was. Oh, you didn't? Okay. Yeah, because the Hose scene, Any here's here's a hot tip for audio drama makers out there. Don't write water into your <laughs> scenes. <laughs> yeah, Ashley, stop writing water into our scenes. Because, <laughs> like, it's those are always the biggest Foley challenges where you got, like, because it's not only do you have to really go out of your way to get it done, you know, but you're also going to end up wet and uncomfortable. It's just going to happen, you know. But I tell you, man, it's just, it's like that water dripping sold it so hard. It just, oh, it all came together. I'm you guys so listen excited about that. To episode two of the sequel, you'll hear what we're talking about. So it's like, you'll know when you hear it. And like, literally, before we got on this, uh, on this interview, like I was galloping around Paula's house and like That's yelling true. and like high fiving a million angels. High <laughs> fiving a million angels. So she's excited about how the water fully turned out. <laughs> so, Paula. Uh, you've trained with the Upright Citizens Brigade, and that's cool. But what interests me more is your Commedia dell'arte training that you did with the Antaeus Theater Company in Glendale. Yes. What part did you play? Well, it was um, kind of an introduction to Commedia class. And so we played around with a lot of the different um, stock characters. And it was such an amazing experience. The instructor, John Acorn, was, I mean, so good and had studied with... um, you know, some of the people who are responsible for kind of revitalizing Commedia. And so it was a lot of just like very physical stuff, really learning to like use your body to communicate 
uh, things because you have a mask on. With most of these characters, you're wearing a mask. And so you don't have your facial expression, much like in audio drama. (laughs) You don't have your facial expressions to sell anything. And so you have to be so – oh, my gosh, I'm just now connecting all of the parallels. You have to be so specific and clean with your movements because otherwise it gets muddy. People can't tell what you're doing because your face isn't there to guide them. I mean, it was so much fun. I love playing, these are not masked characters, but I think it's really fun to play the lovers. Usually, you know, the young lovers. Uh, that's like the heart of the story. Um, when I was taking this class, I was thinking about how applicable it was to our genre here of rom-com as well, because you need this heart of a story. These two people that you deeply care about and you want to get, you want them to get together. And there's like so much value in I think investing in a romantic story like we can all relate to that and then surrounding them are all of these foolish ridiculous characters that are you know punching up at the upper society people of the day and and it's political satire and all of these things and you care about it because you have these lovers characters who are trying to get together against all odds and it's just fun to be really like over the top. A lot of comedy is just very over the top, and um, that's really fun. I'm I'm also super grateful that there is like romantic comedy in audio drama, uh, because I love I love all the science fiction, I love all the horror, but I th- I think that there are underrepresented genres and underrepresented creators that deserve to take root in this medium. Yeah, I agree. Yes. E- ever since we did this, I've I've really been advocating for more women to enter the 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 platform because you know it can be very difficult in los angeles where you need a hundred yeses to get something made and here like i i love it i love women giving each other permission how many yeses did it take to make this two (laughs) me and ashley that's awesome (laughs) yeah and that's why this platform this medium has so much value because i i I honestly truly think that we're going to see some brilliant writers and filmmakers and actors coming up through this medium just because of the freedom that affords you and the kind of creative control, the the, the scope that you have. Because that was the biggest thing about making this is like you make shorts and it's a good way to strut your stuff visually, but it doesn't really give you much of a chance to work with the actors. And that's really what I wanted to do. And in this form, that's all it is, basically, that and the sound design. And it, it's just getting to focus on my absolute favorite things. Um, anyway, I got off topic. Yes, I think <laughs> I think more women should enter the genre. And I think that as more women do, because, like, I we, we have uh, our, our friends Lauren Shippen and Megan Fitzmartin. Uh, and I met some wonderful women at the uh, the Austin Film Fest that are, are getting into it. And they're they're brilliant, wonderful creators that just need their yes. And I love this medium because you can say yes to yourself. Be your own yes. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Well. (laughs) That's our next tagline. Be your own yes. (laughs) Be your own yes. That feels very Oprah. How did you discover that Jessica Payne could do that almost yodel-like national anthem laugh for Deck the Halls 2? It did not come easy. So... (laughs) It, <laughs> when I so why oh, so I wrote this joke, and here's the thing: is that I whenever I write a joke, I a lot of times will act it out myself first for me, just to see if I if it's possible and if I can do it. Um, so I can do the laugh pretty well. 
<laughs> you know, uh, it's but it's it's hard to get there. You like you have to do it and do it and do it and do it until you can just kind of throw. <laughs> you just kind of throw. <laughs> and you just kind of throw it in there. Um, but it's really hard and you have to really focus on it. And so that was a long process. Uh, and I, poor Jess, Jessica was such a champ. She just like, basically she just sort of shut herself in a room and just laughed and laughed like a crazy person. <laughs> that was just spit tea everywhere. <laughs> <sighs> well, guys, thank you for spending this time with me oh my gosh. and telling me all about this production. Thank you so much for having us. It was so thank cool you that so you much. wanted to talk to us and... Thank you for all of the kind words that you have said about what we made. It's been incredibly gratifying. Keep making great stuff, and I will keep saying it. <laughs> Y'all. Thanks, you two. Head over to the search function of your podcatcher and look for Deck the Halls with Matrimony. The entire four-episode sequel is now available. Like I said before, it's so damn silly. Just the ticket for these darkening, short winter days. Ashley is also the illustrator of the heartwarming new children's book, Santa's Husband. We'll be posting a link to that. Buy a copy for everyone you know. Remember, Christmas stuff is relevant until at least the Feast of Epiphany, and that's like next year, dude. I hope you enjoyed this Christmas spectacular. We're not airing anything next week. We'll be taking a little New Year's break to rest and recover. But thank you for joining us this year. It's been weird. It's been bad. It's been good. Audio drama's been great. And I'm grateful that you've been around, sharing this year with us. Thanks for listening to Radio Drama Revival. Now, if you want to help the show, head to our website, radiodramarevival.com, and hit up our PayPal link on the right-hand side. A monthly sustaining donation of as little as a dollar would make a huge difference. And now, it is time for some special Christmas credits. A jingle, jingle, jingle. Our theme music is Danger Did You Do by DJ Stranger Danger. You can find his music on SoundCloud. Our line producer is Matthew Boudreau, who once ate an entire brace of reindeer. True story. Our interviews producer is Eli McElveen, who married the same man twice, like months apart. Come on, Sean. Save some Eli for the rest of us already. Heather Cohen and Monique Boudreau are our researchers. Heather, like me, usually celebrates Christmas with Asian food. In her case, Thai food. But instead of sitting at home and watching Die Hard, Heather likes to spend her Christmases annexing small nation states. Monique, on the other hand, spends her Christmases waiting up all night for Santa Claus with a burlap sack and a butterfly net. Our executive producer is Fred Greenhouse, and I keep asking him, Fred, how do you get all your work done in a single night? And laying a finger aside his nose, he said, None of your damn business, kid. And he vanished up the fucking chimney without so much as a how do you do. I mean, jeez. I'm your host, David Reinstrom, and this has been Radio Drama Revival. All storytellers welcome. Merry Christmas, joyous Kwanzaa, and Happy New Year. I'll see you all in 2018. Peace!